You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Every day I pray, today every day I stay. Lord, please watch my back while I walk today. Every day I pray, that every day I stay. Wash the blood off my hands before I load this K. Cause I, cause I, been fighting on my life, bitch. Fighting on my life, bitch. We can fight, bitch. I've been grinding on my life, bitch. Grinding on my life, Here to show you I'm the best. One face, one name. Get in here, I'm the truth, and I prove you the same. Think you can jump to my class? Better stay in your lane. Cause when I hit and they hit, pressure not the same. With a left to your body, I drop your frame. I can die in this rank, so every day I train. Wash the blood off my body, watch it down the drain. Use the pain in my life when ain't no gas in the tank. And I'm my only competition, so I'm smashing the ranks. I knock a nigga out, hit the club, smashing the wings. My niggas in the pounds, I'm in the pounds, patience to Frank. I like gold exotic fabrics, nigga, what do you think? So when I'm walking out, the street and people know this man Then I raise up my hands and people say I'm the champ And every day I look in my eyes, I know it's my right And then I look right at my opponent Then I tell them we can fight, we can fight, bitch I've been riding all my life, bitch Welcome to the We Can Fight Podcast This is Kari holding it in for the first time of what's going to be hosted I got the host here, the host, what's happening? What's good, you know what's up everybody, what's up Detroit, it's different Yes, yes, Lawrence Burnside, LB, Low D's. How you feeling? Oh man, I feel great. I feel great. This is what time it is. It's time for the world to get ready for what's coming up in boxing. And if you're not up on boxing, you need to get with it. Matter of fact, all combat sports. It's time to support and really get down with these grind that these young fellas is on. All right, now we got a couple different rounds. Round one, you're gonna recap Pacquiao and Broner. All right, so Pacquiao and Broner, what you think of the fight? Well, first of all. I thought the fight was uh, what everybody expected. I expected Pac-Man to dominate, which he did. He came out, and he really got a unanimous decision. Um, I didn't think Adrian Broner really was ready. It was more for a money grab to me. Um, he came out, and he was in the ring, and I think I could have did better than that for 2.5. But Pac-Man came out, and he dominated. He really wasn't with all the talk. He did exactly what he said he was going to come in and do. He came in. He was ready. He boxed Adrian Broner. He was there for Adrian Broner to hit, but Adrian Broner has that problem of not swinging. Uh, uh, he's All right, now, when you talk about him not swinging, mm -hmm. because Pacquiao, like, I don't even have to comp you stat numbers or whatever, but and, Pacquiao threw, like, maybe, I would say, like, Broner, it, it was some rounds where Broner only threw, like, 12 punches. Oh, man, and, and that's Broner's problem. That's been Broner's problem since he fought Maidana. He hasn't been able to be able to take the punch while delivering the punch and that's the sweet science you got to be able to take one to give one you got to be able to hit and not be hit and he hasn't been able to do that for the past few fights and that's been crippling him his mouth has been writing him a check that he really can't cash and pac-man's always going to kind of fight and everybody knows broner is uh really a, a check right now so with that just pacquiao even getting in the ring was it even a uh, a fight that you thought Broner could have won. Do you think it was any oh, risk man. for Pacquiao? Definitely. Broner could have won the fight. Any fight against a Pac-Man, I'm sorry, Pac-Man's a great, he is, but he's still in his 40s, and he's still dominant, but Broner could have won the fight. He definitely, How could he have won? Oh, man. 
Well, first of all, he could have been a little more agile, and he could have been in the pocket to punch, to counterpunch. That's Adrian Broner's thing. He's a counterpuncher. He would not counterpunch. And when he's engaged and he gets hit, which he's going to get hit, he, he, he tends to play defense too long, and that's what hinders him in a fight. See, you have to, you have to score. For the for the layman person that don't know what's up, break down what counterpunching is. Counterpunching is when somebody is swinging on you. We're gonna put it in hood layman's terms, in the urban terms. When somebody is swinging on you, you have to be able to slip, which is mean to either uh, turn that way and you turn your body to where the punch is negated, or you have to be move out the way. And countering is as soon as that punch comes, you have to be able to deliver, and which means deliver your own shot. And you have to be able to do that, whether it's to the body or to the head. And Adrian Broner, by him being the younger man and being able to step in and actually come in you know, a couple pounds over, you know, after the weight, because everybody rehydrates, every fighter rehydrates. They might come in at 154, 147, but after the fight, the day of the fight, they come in usually 10 to 12 pounds heavier. So he should have been able to at least negate some of that and counterpunch, and that's what he does. And he wasn't able to do that, and he hasn't been able to do that for a long time. He hasn't been able to do that. All right, so now we talking to Charlotte Brothers. This is round two. Oh, Charlotte man. Brothers, what you think? <laughs> oh, man. These boys are from Houston. They're bad, man. I really like the Charlotte Brothers. Um, the thing is, Tony Harrison, he, he, he counter-jabbed him, you know, and uh, he's not used to being hit. What is that? Is That is Jamal Charlo. He's not used to being hit. And, you know, it, it kind of swayed the judges in the, in the giving Tony the decision. I don't think he won the fight. I really do think he was robbed. Um, it, the rematch is coming up soon. They had a four-month four rematch clause. The rematch is coming very soon, so we'll get a chance to see the rematch and how that goes down. But these boys are bad, man. They work hard. Um, I've been watching them for at least four or five years now. I remember when they both had dreads and they was knocking cats out. And they just working hard, man. It's a long. It takes a long time. Boxing is almost like rapping, man, because you can be doing it forever and not get anywhere not make no money and be super talented but you really got to know the right promoters and this game is dirty and they managed to make their way with lions only which is like the independent thing and they've been with al Heyman and pbc and uh, they've been able to do it and with showtime as well and they've been able to do it and i i like the charlo brothers jamel is undefeated jamal has won O on his record and he's going to redeem that I, I like Tony Harrison, but I mean, man, you know, you got to knock the champ out. I'm now a, he's from he's from Detroit too. He is. He he's is a Detroit boy. Oh man, he's from Detroit, man. And, and and don't get me wrong, I fuck with Detroit, man, because I'm from here. I'm from Dexter Ave. Don't get me wrong, Dexter Ave, Joy Road, went to Northwestern, big and no, graduated from there. That's how we do it. But he ain't win that fight, bro. You got to knock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Both brothers fought on the same night. Yeah. Like, just in the stand-ins, give me the style of the Charlotte brothers. What what type of fighters are they? Well, they're both very aggressive. Um, they're both very aggressive. Very, 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 very strong. Both of them are very strong. They attack the their counter punches, but at the same time, they're more offensive than defensive. But don't get me wrong; they both can play. They, they both can play can play defense. They can be a bully and technical. Um, who's better? 
they both have delivered some spectacular knockouts, man. I'm going to leave that up to you. I'm not going to, I don't want one of the Charlotte brothers to see this and hit me up and be like, hey, low man, I'm one of the only people that ever seen your podcast. And you said my brother was better than me, any of that. But they're both very good, man. The sweet science is within them boys. They working very hard, man. I don't, you know, they, their style is very, it's aggressive. It's passive aggressive, you know, because they'll come in and beat you up. But if you want a box, they'll box too. They'll slip, they'll go to the body, they'll shell, you know, and, and it's just fun to watch. And it's, and it's it's an exciting brand, and they got the right trainer with them. The, one of them is, tra- they're both trained by two different guys, but they're both doing really good right now. I got you, I got you. All right, so with that being said, what do you see next for both of them? Well, I see, I see, I see Jamel coming back and... Uh, we already up in round two. <laughs> On the round three, we previewing Canelo and Daniel Jacobs. Oh, man. Well, Canelo and Daniel Jacobs is going to be just like this. Daniel Jacobs, Daniel Jacobs is going to lose this fight. Um, I hate to get out of the pain. You know, I like to go with my black brothers. But I don't think he's going to come in and be ready for what Canelo's about to, about to deliver. It would be nice to see him knock Canelo out. Because that's his only chance to win. I don't see him outscoring Canelo. I don't see him. I mean, Danny Jacobs, if he is going to outscore him or attempt to, he has to do it the whole fight. Danny Jacobs tends to be a latecomer, meaning, you know, around 9, 10, 11, 12, he'll try to start digging deep, you know, and trying to win. But in order to beat Canelo on the zone, which is what he's signed to, and, you know, I mean, I don't like to dig into the politics of boxing, but in order to beat Canelo, he's going to have to totally dominate, and I don't see him doing that. So I'm going to have to take Canelo, but, hey, if Danny Jacobs is going to come in and put his nose in there and, and, and dig in and dig deep and fight the whole fight and make Canelo move laterally instead of back and forth and, and push him back up a little bit against the ropes and kind of use his use his masculinity and use his body and kind of, you know, because Canelo's going to punch. He's going to hit to the body in the head. So he's going to have to be able to to uh, to take something in order to give it. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see. I'm, I'm waiting for May. I'm waiting. All right. So why do you think the, the referees like Canelo so much? It's not that they like Canelo so much. It's just that, I mean, man, when you look at his fights and, and, and who judges, it's almost like they pay the people or who they going to judge or they pick and choose, man. Most of the judges are all Mexican. And I hate that. Don't get me wrong. I hate to dig into it. But it, when you fight in Canelo, it's almost like you're the Lions playing against uh, any other team that's really good because you not only are you playing that team, you're playing against the politics of the game. You're going to have to dominate. If you're going to win this fight, you're going to have to dominate. You can't leave it up to the judges. We can't leave it up to uh, any kind of unanimous decision because you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. That's their money guy. And they're not about to let you outpoint this man. Or they're not about to let you think that you're about to come up and uh, just evenly fight. And, oh, you're going to. No, no. We're here to win. Dominate. Let's get a unanimous decision. Let's knock this bitch down. And let's win like that. Because other than that, if you think you're going to touch him and outtouch him, Clint Buterall, baby. And this is what's so crazy because I swear Triple G got him the first time, but the refs, you know. Triple G won that fight, like it or not. Um, But Canelo got the draw because he came up to fight and he was in there. That's why he got the draw. I mean, we got to look at everything. We got to come up. We got to look at these weight classes and where he came up. He came up to meet Gennady Golovkin and Gennady Golovkin did not put this bitch on his ass. 
All right, I know that was a fast three rounds, mm-hmm. and that's how it's always going to be for We Can Fight. Thank you for tuning in for the first episode. The next episode, it's going to be a lot of Errol Spence in the uh, next episode. Yes, So stay tuned. The truth. Uh, make sure that you continue to listen, subscribe, tell a friend about what's coming up with We Can Fight. Load these. How can people get to? Uh, we Can Fight, bitch.